Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Greetings Grapple fans and welcome along to your latest instalment of the Pro Wrestling Index right here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. I'm your host Andy Wales joined once again by my audio tag team partner Mo Chatra and Mo we have got a stacked card and an event we are just absolutely enthralled at aren't we? Clash of Champions to talk about. Can say that again, most anticipated <laughs> show of the year, <laughs> or, or not? Um, Was that convincing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, very authentic. Yeah, very believable. Um, yeah, it's not exactly um, seeing the year out with a bang, is it? But uh, you know, it's another pay per view, and uh, fortunately, WWE has seen sense. Um, they are planning to run a lot fewer um, pay per view events in 2018 than they have done in 2017. Um, and just as well, judging by the lineup for this, I, th- I think overall, I mean, it will probably end up being a decent show, but, uh, you know, pay-per-views are supposed to be special, and when it feels like a glorified TV show, then, um, you know, it really kind of takes the shine off what are supposed to be special events. So, um you know, and, and this card, certainly on paper, is, is evidence of that. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, you mentioned that it's special. Uh, and obviously, we can hop back to the old days when there was only the four pay-per-views a year and they did feel special because you had to wait for them and everything was built around them that they were the payoff. Obviously, as things moved on, you know, into the boom period of, of wrestling through the, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, we, we were having one a month. But even then, they still felt somewhat special because again these were the payoff and but now it seems as though it's just a repetition of what we're seeing on tv week after week after week uh, and it doesn't it's just so much it's so samey and it's there, there isn't a payoff because it's almost like the tv is the payoff now yeah that's right um you know the opposite of how it used to work and how it should work you know, the special events, the pay-per-views are what used to be um, the culmination of weeks or months of, um, you know, feuds um, coming to a conclusion and also kick-starting, you know, new ones as well. And uh, now they're just 
as you say, a continuation of um, storylines and you know, it's often the case that you have to wait till Monday night or Tuesday night to uh, see the payoff. And uh, you know, when that's the case, then, um, you know, it kind of defeats the object of pay-per-views and special events as they're supposed to be. So it, it's, um, you know, something that I've not been so keen on as a trend. And I'm hoping that with fewer events in 2018, um they'll learn their lesson and uh start to turn those shows into um special shows which do serve the original purpose of those these types of events and uh do draw a conclusion to uh views and programs yeah that, let's let's hope so let's let's hope they do learn their lessons uh i mean you know we're talking not being particularly excited we're not hyped for this one uh, segue oh, there, yeah, pretty <laughs> exactly. That the 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 segue is as good as the match is likely to be. So pretty sure Zack Ryder and Mojo Raleigh. Now this, you know, we, we've seen these two operate on off as a tag team over the past couple of years uh, in NXT. I guess to help Mojo Raleigh develop a little bit, uh, and moved on to the main roster. Never really sort of connected with with the audience as such. Even though Zack Ryder obviously was quite popular and and now we've got the the heel turn from Mojo Rawley and and it still doesn't seem to have connected at all I mean do you think that we'll get anything from this whatsoever no no nothing (laughs) (laughs) I love it Uh, no no uh look this is this is not exactly Shawn Michaels turning on Marty Jannetty is it um it's not like the split of the rockers it's a team that hardly anyone cared about in the first place. Um, and it was clearly a team that was put together on NXT, you know, just to, uh, A, give Zack Ryder something to do because creative really had nothing for him on the main roster. And B, um, to try and help um, with Mojo Rowley. Ro- 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 and, uh, you know, he, he's so over that I can't even pronounce his surname properly. Uh, so... <laughs> You know, the, the pair are just a, a couple of guys that nobody really cares about. Nobody really gives a damn about. Um, when the split happened, again, nobody was bothered. They tried to do something with Rawley um, around WrestleMania time because he's friends with um, an NFL star. And, um, you know, that, again, didn't really do anything for his career. Um, then he had, obviously, a, a run as a single star whilst... Um, Zack Ryder was out injured. Again, nothing um, in terms of career momentum, trajectory um, was completely flat. And um, they come together and then they split apart. Still nobody cares. You know, these are spots on the roster that can be easily filled by people on NXT who have got a lot more to offer. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're there. They're filling up time. Um, They'll have a match. Five minutes afterwards, nobody will remember it. Nobody will care. And then we'll move on with our lives. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think that their long-term prospects for both of them, in fact, are, are not very good. And uh, I'd be surprised if both of them um, are members of the main roster, whether it's on Raw or SmackDown, um, this time next year. Yeah, I, I, actually, I, I've got to agree, really. Um, I think Zach Ryder is just kind of... That it's it's run its course with him over time. He's you know he's 
contributed over the years. And Mojo Rawley, this kind of feels like for me like the last throw of the dice. See whether he connects with the crowd or not. And and it does. There's no indication that's going to happen. So yeah, we don't particularly care. Um, another tag team uh, that have come onto the scene. Uh, I guess well they've not really just come onto the scene, but been repackaged. The Bludgeon Brothers, Harper and Rowan, and. I've I've got to say, look, I hated all the little segments they were doing, the, the vignettes. They were just so cheesy. And even, you know, what they're coming out as, it's cheesy. But there's something about the way that they're so hard-hitting and they're putting them up against jobbers that the crowd seem to be enjoying this. So I'm... I'm they're almost like a guilty pleasure. I'm kind of looking forward to Bludgeon Brothers taking on Breeze Angle for maybe just for this reason, just to see a bit of destruction. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, for long-term fans like you and I are, uh, we remember these types of squash matches, as we used to call them, um, which featured regularly on TV. In fact, um, you know, 80 to 90 percent of TV matches were squash matches, and certainly the bigger types, the likes of Sid and uh, likes of them, um, would come out and have some very entertaining squash matches. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're quite right. The Bludgeon Brothers are a, a throwback act in that regard, and um, you know, some of their matches on TV recently have um, certainly been quite entertaining, especially the one on SmackDown this week. Um, where one of the, I, I don't know who, what his name is, but um, one of the guys um, let out kind of a, a really um, uh, freaky scream. And it was really quite entertaining to watch um, as he was um, you know, being powerbombed or something. So, uh, yeah, th- those have actually been, um, as you say, a bit of a guilty pleasure in a way, seeing their kind of squash matches. And I suspect that... Um, the match with Breeze Ango will be an extended squash match. Um, Fandango and Tyler Breeze will probably get some brief offense in, but uh, you know, the Bludgeon Brothers are almost like the uh, main roster authors of pain at the moment. And um, you know, I've no doubt that they'll emerge from this victorious and uh, we'll then see them uh, move on to other opponents. But um, yeah, they'll probably have one or two comedy spots thrown in just for good measure. But um yeah, I, I think it'll be a, a nice little match which will be different to uh, everything else on the card. Yeah, so I'm sure <laughs> Bludgeon Brothers and Breeze Angle give us that bit of fun on the card, but I guess it's called Clash of Champions and you know the whole thing about it is supposed to be that it's, you know every championship is defended on the card. So let's crack into the actual title matches. Um, stay with tag teams, though. First one... Usos against the New Day against uh, Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable, and also versus Rusev and Aiden English in a four-way, a fatal four-way tag team match for the uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, I've got to say, I'm not sure more quite how this is actually going to play out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, with four teams involved, um, you know, it could go literally in any direction. I mean, uh, Usos could retain, New Day um, could regain the titles. Um, they might decide when actually Benjamin and Gable are a pretty nice pairing and um, have some chemistry together, and uh, let's give them a run with the titles. 
and they could even decide that actually Russia and English in their own way um, have got something going as well. And um, you know that they've actually formed surprisingly a pretty decent um, pairing. Um, they they also have um, a kind of comedy thing going on, and um, you know beyond beyond just that, um, you know, well certainly Rusev is is a pretty decent worker, and uh, you know you could easily see um, them picking up the titles and uh, having a bit of a run. So it I mean it could end up in any of those four scenarios of each of the four teams walking away uh, with the gold. So. Um, it is unpredictable, and that's always good. Um, and the other thing I, I'm pretty sure of is that it will be a, a, a very good match because you know, the Usos have been very consistent in 2017. Um, very rarely have had a, a poor or a mediocre match. Um, and the New Day as well, um, especially if uh, Xavier Woods is involved, um, you know, works and... Um, Fantastic matches too, um, and the rest of them also, you know, um, have got a lot to offer in terms of match quality. So, I think this will be one of the better matches on the card, and um, I really can't pick who, who will go with the titles. Um, if you held a gun to my head, um, a water gun at that, um, I'd probably go with you, so so to retain. Yeah, the, you you can certainly see the Usos returning, but yeah, I think it's easy to make arguments for for the potential of, of, of switching the titles over to a new team to give it, to, to kind of give that tag team uh, division a, a little bit of um, a new flavor to it, a bit of a, a bit of a shake up. But yeah, I mean, just, just all them people involved. It's going to be interesting just how they actually plan that match out. Uh, other than it being a, a bit of a spot fest at times, it's, I think aesthetically it's going to be interesting quite how they, they work that one out. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, with um, eight guys involved, um, you know, it's, it's something that needs to be uh, booked carefully and everyone needs to know what their spots are and when to be around and when to be selling outside of the ring and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, the likes of the Usos and New Day, um, Rusev um, and, and Shelton Benjamin, you know, very seasoned pros and used to those types of matches. So, I've no doubt that you know they'll be able to uh, pull something together that doesn't start falling apart and people not knowing what to do. So uh, I've got no real concerns around that. And yeah, as I say, I think it will be uh, one of the better matches on the, on the night. Uh, what about the um, US title match then? I mean, Baron Corbin versus Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, I think it's clear as day that the use of Bobby Roode since I've brought him up from NXT has not been good. It's been very underwhelming. Um, Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler involved with anyone just seems to, it's, it's like a, it's like a gypsy's curse, isn't it? <laughs> if you go to SmackDown and you first thing you do is work, work with Ziggler. Uh, and obviously Baron Corbin has got his limitations. Um, I just worry that the, the crowd are not, particularly bothered about this anymore and all that heat that Bobby Roode had built up in NXT the excitement level has just kind of dropped I think I feel like WWE have really dropped the ball here well it's not like them to drop the ball um, is it so, <laughs> yeah he's another one yet another one that's come up from NXT with real momentum and uh, 
now that momentum has just been dissipated with a uh, piss poor booking and um, it's a shame because you know, rude you know with the entrance and uh, you know, the whole um, gimmick is, is somebody who can certainly stand out and be a, an asset to what is um, a brand that's lacking in star power and uh, now rude doesn't it, rude is not a super charismatic type but uh, you know he's a, he's a solid hand you know he's got star presence he's got some charisma he's mic skills are pretty good um a fine worker so you know he, he's certainly one of the better all-round um talents on the smackdown brand but uh yeah the the way he's been booked um he's certainly far removed from how he was presented on nxt and so it's no surprise therefore that um he's not quite as over um doesn't come across as much of a star Smackdown as he did on the developmental brand um, obviously he, he was put over strong on this week's Smackdown you know he left um, Sigler and uh, Corbin Lane standing down in the ring but um, I think that uh, you know, that's not that, usually that's a good something. sign is it though well you know, yeah when, when you're on say, top of the TV going out with it it's not usually a good right. sign yeah when you're on the go home show and uh you know, that's what happens then. It's, it's normally a sign that yeah, that person's not going to be uh, um, emerging with a victory on, on the uh, big show. So, therefore, you'd have to look at um, Corbyn and Ziggler. And, you know, Z- Ziggler is just somebody whose career has just hit rock bottom, really. Um, he's still a you know very talented worker and everything, but um, nobody cares. They've just seen everything there is to see from Dolph Ziggler. Um, and um, he's not somebody who is as good as reinventing himself as others, and I'll come on to that later on in the show. And um, you know, so he, he's somebody who, again, fills up time on the TV shows and uh, you know doesn't really add much value. Um, so <laughs> through you know deducing all of that, you end up with Baron Corbin to retain. Yeah, I do think that's probably the most likely scenario. Uh, and hopefully at some point in the very near future, they realise what they're doing with Rude is all wrong and recreate the character that was so successful in NXT. Uh, but moving on to the Women's Championship, so Charlotte uh, Flair defending the Women's Championship against Natalia in a, uh, a Lumberjack, or is it a Lumberjill match? They used to call them Lumberjills, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I can't see anything other than than Charlotte retaining here and and obviously with some kind of uh, a, a great big mully with all all the ones on the outside as as we sort of it's all, it's like a cliche spot now really isn't it? It is that's right yeah I mean it's another match which is cold um, they've had you know a couple of you know, pretty decent matches um, in the last two or three months. But, uh, you know, N- Natalia's not somebody who's particularly over. I mean, she's obviously the most um, experienced um, female on the WWE roster on either Raw or SmackDown. In terms of a continuous run, um, even though obviously uh, Alexa Bliss, sorry, not Alexa Bliss, uh, Mickey James has, I think, started before... Um, Natalia, but nonetheless, um, 
you know, she's she's not particularly over. And uh, you know, Charlotte Flair, you know, certainly as we saw when she was over on Raw, he's somebody that um, certainly comes across like a, a big deal. And uh, I don't think this program is really doing a, all that many favours. And uh, I think if they can end it with a conclusive victory for Charlotte, it allows her to then move on to um, other opponents. And you'd think that Ruby Riot, um, with the kind of um, impact that she's made alongside Leif Morgan and Sarah Logan in um, recent weeks, would be the uh, the obvious next opponent for Flair. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's hard to see anything other than a victory for Charlotte Flair and her to retain the title. And um, the match itself, I'm, I'm sure, will be um, pretty decent. But again, not quite hitting the heights of... Uh, some of Charlotte's matches um, in the past, especially over on Raw against the likes of Sasha Banks. Yeah, and, and in fairness, I think we've seen Charlotte and Natalia uh, fight too many times now. Uh, do you think perhaps it's a bit too soon for, for Ruby Riot to put in to be put in that title picture, having just come on the show and come in with momentum that that you think maybe they would need to continue to build that momentum rather than go into that title picture and inevitably not actually win the title because you've got uh, you've got the whole money in the bank thing there hiding in the background and Carmella obviously being a heel, that one's being set up for the future. Well, normally I'd say yes, it is too soon, but uh, given how thin the women's roster is on SmackDown, um, it's hard to look at any other alternatives and say that, yes, that other individual individuals are more credible opponents. I mean, you've got Naomi and um, Tamina. So, oh God, <laughs> dear oh dear. Um, please no. Sorry. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously they can't go with Naomi because she's she's a face, and uh, I mean, they typically don't like to put face versus face. Um, and um, you know, there's. You know, somebody, maybe somebody like Alana, but again, she's in the, you know, in terms of her in ring, nowhere near good enough to be working the program with Flair. So there's really not much else that, you know, you can point at and say, well, that that make for a, an interesting program involving Charlotte. So, uh, you know, Ruby Riot, we've seen on NXT, um, is certainly a decent worker. And, um, you know, she came into NXT with, uh, decent pedigree um, off of the uh, female independent scene in the US and uh, you know, pretty decent workers. So one of the better ones on the roster. So normally I'd say, yeah, it is too soon, but um, there's not exactly much else uh, for Charlotte to go with. So I'm, I'd be completely fine with Charlotte and Ruby Wright as, as the next program for the uh, SmackDown women's title. Okay. And, the WWE Championship. Now, normally we'd save this till the last, but I I suspect that the main event will not be this match. So we've got AJ Styles defending against Jinder Mahal. I I would be amazed if they switch the title back because I think um, already there's been a positive signs that AJ's got the title back and, and we can start looking forward to to better matches at the top of the card. Uh, do you, do you see it that way more? Oh yes, I do. Yeah, um, and o- obviously it means that we've now, well, certainly I have predicted um, no title changes whatsoever 
um, which is highly unlikely. So perhaps I'd have to uh, reconsider some of my predictions. But um, yeah, I mean, of the four um, title matches, this is the one that I think is almost certainty uh, for AJ to, uh, sorry, the champion to retain. Um, You know, the whole Jinder Mahal title run was just an experiment um, to try and get um, somebody of Indian Indian descent over um, with a view to um, making major strides in the Indian market. And uh, that really hasn't happened with with Jinder. And, uh, you know, I'd like to think, therefore, that that experiment is over. And obviously they've got to uh, go with the rematch and um this is the rematch and i'd like to think that once the rematch is done then jinder mahal and wwe championship never mention the same breath again um he's nowhere near um you know champion material and um really it, it was frankly an outrage that he even became the champion um in fairness to him i mean he's, he's worked quite hard in terms of his character um to come across like a star and he certainly has managed that and comes across like a bigger star than most um, of the talents on, on SmackDown. But um, when yeah, in I've terms got, of his in-ring, just nowhere near good enough. Yeah, I've got to agree in terms of that. Yeah, he's not good enough to be to be at that level, to be holding that title, to be leading a show, leading an organisation like that. And that's no, no, uh, through no fault of his own. It's just the, the level that he's at and... and the way that it was elevated to him so quickly was was frankly ridiculous. However, like you said, you know, he once put in that position, he worked incredibly hard. You can't knock him for it. He worked hard. He's he's improved on the mic. He's carried himself well and, and yeah, developed his character. So I, I personally I think I I think um a US title run with him w- would be beneficial to him and I think would be absolutely fine at that level carrying that title. I, I think, if anything, it would be good that it, it because he would draw that heat and and have, you would have a champion at that mid mid card level that the fans want to see baby faces beat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, absolutely, yeah, that's a very good shout. Um, you know, he's one of the rare um, types who is a heel who actually works as a heel, comes across as a heel, and he's loath and um, isn't isn't liked and comes across as um, somebody that you don't want to cheer. Um, so he's not like a lot of these cool heels like um, you know, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, um, who you know you you really do want to root for because they're very cool. And um, you know, Jinder Mahal certainly has gone along the kind of edge um, school of thinking of wanting to come across as um, uh, as unlikable as possible, and um, certainly has achieved that very well, um, albeit. I think his, his in-ring is something that he perhaps um, would prefer not to be um, loathed for, but uh, he's just somebody who doesn't quite uh, have that kind of natural ability that certainly AJ Styles has. And that's always an unfair comparison because AJ's one of the all-time great workers and uh, you know, it, it'd be unfair to compare him to AJ, but even against um, the likes of Ziggler or Bobby Roode or... Uh, other members of the SmackDown brand, um, you know, he, he's certainly one of the lesser workers when it comes to his in-ring. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a good shout. I think dropping down to the mid card and um, perhaps in the future, um, having a run with the United States Championship would um, certainly be good use of him. And uh, AJ can then move on to um, bigger and better things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so that just leaves us with, what I believe will be the main event. Uh, we've got Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, and we've also got special guest referees, uh, Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. Uh, and the stipulation being that Owens and Zayn will be fired from all of WWE and not just SmackDown, apparently all if they lose. And obviously stipulations like that just point to the fact that they're not going to lose. Um, TV's not been great lately for SmackDown, quite bland. And, you know, as good as these guys are, it, it does look too obvious as though we're, we're moving towards a turn from Daniel Bryan and, and perhaps siding with them. But that's the thing more. Is, is that too obvious is it so obvious that it it's not going to happen, that we are going to perhaps see the introduction of somebody different, somebody new, maybe someone from NXT or, or even a turn from somebody else to influence things? You know, because just because it, it is so obvious the way that the, the things are pointing. Well, I mean, one of the things that um, certainly has been a trend this year is that um, when there's obvious things um, that could transpire, whether it's a match outcome or a face turn or a heel turn, um, often they do carry out um, or go ahead with that obvious thing. Um, so on that basis, I, I do think that Daniel Bryan will turn um, and they'll have um, a program developed between Shane and Daniel Bryan, whereby um, the commissioner and the general manager are at loggerheads. And, uh, you know, long term, 
I could easily see a situation whereby we end up with Shane versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Um, you know, one of the things that is not exactly a secret is that uh, Daniel Bryan has been itching to um, come back to the ring. Um, he's always felt, he's always maintained that um, you know he's fit and healthy to uh, carry on as a pro wrestler. He didn't really want to retire, reluctantly did so, um, but um, he's had more um, tests and um, I think doctors have generally given the all clear and I think the only um, obstacle then was the uh, WWE doctor, Dr. Black, um, having to sign off on Daniel Bryan being fit and well to uh, return to the ring. And it might be that um, that has already happened or is on the verge of happening. Um, and if that's the case, then um, Shane versus Daniel Bryan um, is something that potentially could be a very interesting match for um, WrestleMania. And if that's the case, then um, what better way to kind of start that whole thing than a heel turn by Daniel Bryan um, this weekend at uh, Clash of Champions? Um, so, yes, it is It is quite rightly, um, as you say, a, an obvious thing to do. But I think it's because they want to move in that direction with Shane and Daniel Bryan. Now, I could be completely wrong, and it might be something very different. It might be somebody stepping up from NXT and um, helping out Owens and Zayn, and then uh, that becoming um, you know, something that carries SmackDown over the next several weeks with... Uh, Owen, Zane, and this third person um, as a focal point of um, the SmackDown show and uh, possibly um, starting a program with uh, AJ Styles. And you could have something like an AJ versus Kevin Owens program or AJ versus Sami Zayn. Um, so there's plenty of possibilities. Um, you, you would think that Owens and Zayn um, should win because... Um, you know, if we do see, I mean, they're not going away. I mean, there's no talk that they're genuinely uh, finishing up with the WWE. So um, if they were to lose the match, then um, their departure would be purely storyline. Um, but given how thin the roster is, um, for Owens and Zayn to be off TV, even for just a few weeks, uh, would still be... Um, decision that I don't think would be sensible so I think Owens and Zane should win um, and I hope they do and uh, Orton and Nakamura should lose and uh, Orton is the one of the two that I'd like to see um, suffer the pinfall or submission uh, defeat because you know like with others that I've talked about earlier on um, again adds very little um, he's grown his hair out so so that's 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 nice but uh other than that, um, still the same old boring and uninspiring Randy Orton. Um, so uh, Owens and Zane to win and uh, Orton to drop the four. Just one thing then. If they go with the uh, Daniel Bryan turn, the thing is, he's so popular, so over with the crowd. Would the crowd actually take him turning or would they turn on Shane McMahon instead? This is, you know what I mean? If they try and go a direction, will the crowd resist it and go the other way on them, you know, and, and kind of throw things, really throw things up in the air for them? Well, that's a good question. And, um, you know, we've seen in the past where 
WWE booking tries to um, portray Daniel Bryan as the heel and uh, the fans react in the opposite way. They uh, cheer him. And um, that that's something that um, was a real difficult dynamic for the WWE because um, they didn't expect um, fan loyalty toward Daniel Bryan to be as strong as it was. And, um, you know, that was part of the reason why um, Roman Reigns, for example, was um, booed. And, um, you know, that still has carried on almost till uh, today. And uh, we saw that with uh, Batista as well a year prior to that. And um, there is every possibility, especially in terms when it comes to certain crowds, especially like the Royal Rumble crowd, um, for Daniel Bryan to be heavily cheered at the expense of Shane McMahon. Um, but I think in terms of how they put the storyline, um, I think they'd stick with Shane as the face and Daniel Bryan as a heel, and they'd just accept that um, in certain towns or in front of certain audiences, um, Bryan would still be heavily cheered, even if they are presenting him as a heel. Um, I mean, we, we saw them you know, have fun with that when he was a heel, um, you know, even though he got the yes chant over, um, you know, when he was doing his stuff with Kane and um, was, you know, working as a heel and doing the whole uh, no, yeah, no, the, no, the, the no, yeah, the crowd, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. they they still had fun with that, so you know, you, you could see stuff like that happening. Um, but I think with Shane and Daniel Bryan, it'll be a bit of a slow burner because obviously, um, it make little sense for that kind of match with the return of Daniel Bryan to be um, given away at uh, Royal Rumble. I think they'd be better off holding it off until WrestleMania. Um, but in order to do that, you know, they'd have to um, have four months pretty much of um, twists and turns before that match eventually happens. So, um, you know, they'd, they'd have to have laid out a pretty um, complex and, uh, detailed storyline um, because it's not something that can result in Daniel Bryan challenging to match um, to WrestleMania, you know, in two weeks time, because that, that would just make very little sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That, that's it. It's it for me. I, I think they're going to find some way of, of, of getting to the outcome, but I don't, I think rather than an actual turn this weekend so soon, I think this is just the beginning of um like misunderstandings uh, and this is this is the beginning of the slow burner perhaps towards as you've mentioned a, a wrestlemania match between daniel bryan and and shane mcmahon yeah absolutely yeah that's right um you know, it could just be a a little innocuous kind of um spot in the match um which is all deliberate but plays a key part in zane and owens um winning the contest and carrying on being a short, uh, kind of a thorn in Shane's side. And uh, it's little things like that, which often the triggers um, for splits. And um, it could be, as you say, uh, that we see uh, a turn, a full-blown turn occur a good couple of months down the line, for example. So, um, but yeah, I'd be shocked if um, Owens and Zane, uh, don't win this match. Absolutely. So, so that's uh, your preview for Clash of Champions, and we're not particularly excited by this. We've got to be honest. But 
One thing that has happened in in the world of pro wrestling this week that has got excitement levels going, uh, and that would be one Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. So, more would you like to um, flesh that one out a bit? Yeah, sure. So, um, for those that are not aware, um, Chris Jericho's contract with the WWE um, expired a few weeks ago, and he chose not to renew it. And at the same time, what he had also done was um, contacted New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is the biggest pro wrestling promotion in Japan, and probably the second biggest, maybe the third biggest in the world. And he um, spoke with the company about wanting to come in to work a match at their version of WrestleMania, which is the January 4th um, Tokyo Dome show, which is... Um, an annual tradition going back um, over a quarter century. Uh, working at Tokyo Dome January 4th with Kenny Omega in a big singles match. Um, and there's a video package that um, aired, I think it was about a month ago, early November time, um, which uh, announced the uh, debut of Chris Jericho. And um, he talked about wanting to have a match with um, Kenny Omega. Fast forward then to um, this past week and uh, at a um, show, um, which was the um, end of the um, New Japan um, tag team tournament, um, on that card, um, Kenny Omega was stood in the ring um, looking at the video screen. Um, the arena lights went off. They came back on and stood in the ring was Chris Jericho, who um, then um, attacked uh, Kenny Omega and then after, um, there was an interview backstage press conference with Kenny Omega and, um, then Jericho ran into that and um, attacked, uh, Kenny Omega and it was very, very heated and, uh, you know, very intense and, uh, really quite a memorable angle, really different to what you see on WWE. You know, we often have these, um, yeah, some choice yeah. language from uh, Chris Jericho in there to, to give it, I think it just, it was to add that kind of dose of realism to it, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, what it also showed was yet another reinvention of Chris Jericho because gone was the comedy character with his list and, uh, his, um, you know, scarves and all the rest of it. Um, this was, uh, very different, serious, um, intense Chris Jericho, like an old school type of no nonsense heel and, um, had some choice language for, um, Kenny Omega, uh, busted him open and, um, caused all kinds of havoc in that press conference. Really, really good angle. Uh, really got things even more, um, interesting in terms of that match with Kenny Omega. So the booking of it has been absolutely superb and, um, that match, as I say, is taking place on the 4th of January. I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, Kenny Omega, for me, is probably the best uh, wrestler of 2017. Has had some incredible matches in New Japan Pro Wrestling and, and elsewhere as well. And uh, is just an amazing, amazing talent. And that's the reason why Jericho specifically identified him, Kenny Omega, as um, somebody that he would like to work with. And, uh, you know, I think that they will um, have a very, very memorable match um, on the 4th of January. And, uh, you know, it's something that even people that are not really familiar with New Japan Pro Wrestling are, are really keen to watch and 
really looking forward to and it's really caught the imagination of uh, the wrestling fan base and uh, certainly something that um, we hope to cover um, on the first um, Pro Wrestling Index of 2018. Yeah, well, I was actually going to mention that is yeah that Wrestle Kingdom event is early in January, so I'm sure uh, we we can discuss that when it happens. Certainly the the, the Jericho Omega match and, and perhaps a little bit more besides. Uh, you maybe at the time you'll be able to give um, some of the listeners a little bit of insight into that because I'm not sure just quite how popular some of the New Japan stuff is with some of the listeners. So uh, maybe you could drop us a line at pw underscore index on twitter to uh, to let us know you engage that interest but uh, certainly more you once we once we get back into the new year uh, you, you'll be able to take the listeners uh, through that event oh absolutely yeah it's um for the last several years been easily show the uh um their event their tokyo dome show last year and the year before particularly were just incredible events um the, the match quality was just insane, and uh, no doubt that this year's will be no different. It will be the early contender for show of the year, and good luck to anyone else trying to top it because um, the, the lineup is, is great, and uh, certainly happy to uh, cover some of the key happenings from from the event when it takes place uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Excellent. Well, that just ra- just about wraps things up here. We will be back next week to uh, to go through the uh, the card of Clash of Champions just to see exactly what does transpire and there's also our end of year show coming up uh, the week after that uh, before in between Christmas and New Year we will be taking a look back at 2017 the good and the bad but um, my thanks to that's it from us all my thanks to uh, to more Chatra for joining me here tonight uh, and our thanks to all of you for uh, for tuning in listening to the show and hitting that download button but from me andy wales until next week here on the pro wrestling index it's bye Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.